0: Hey, welcome to this special edition of the E-commerce Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier, founder and CEO of Wicked Reports. Today we're talking about a topic that is all the rage, iOS 15. Let me check, is the sky falling? No, it is not, thankfully. However, it's gonna cause some people a lot of stress. So what I'd like to do today is explain what's happening with iOS 15 and how it's gonna impact marketing attribution, because that's what we're here to talk about. Because iOS 15 is another challenge that if you can meet it and overcome it, it's an opportunity for you to get an advantage over your competition. And that's what we're all about at Wicked Reports. We're about getting an edge on the competition using data, using technology, and this is another example of how we're gonna do that. So there's three areas to iOS 15 specific to tracking and attribution. The first concerns Apple mail protections. The second one are the changes coming to Safari, Apple's web browser. And the third is related to the iCloud plus features. So let's tackle each of these areas in terms of what actually is happening. And then also what it means for you, a marketer as to how much it's gonna impact you and to what you can do to overcome it. Additionally, this is serving as a Wicked Reports help doc in a way where we're gonna talk about it for our users as to what they might need to worry about or not. Fortunately, as you can see, I'm not very stressed right now. Everything's gonna turn out fine. And I wish today was sponsored by the Harpoon Rec League, but it's not, however, very smooth tasting IPA brought to me by my friends at Tier 11 Media. So first, Apple Mail privacy protection. There is no longer gonna be the ability to see the IP or location of a person opening an email if they're using Apple Mail and there's gonna be no reporting back of any opens. For people that rely on email open data, this is a huge problem and there really is no way to overcome it. Your Apple Mail data is now gonna be crap if you're relying on opens. What you're going to find is that all the opens that happen from non iOS 15 devices are going to work fine. And then this Apple data is not going to work fine. So your open rates are going to be lower overall when you're looking in your CRMs for this particular stat. Now I've long been a proponent as someone who spent 20,000 hours in attribution that open rates just show you if your subject line was good enough to get people curious enough to open it. You really want to know a much higher intent data signal of the click. So now for iOS 15, this is gonna mean you kinda of gotta focus on the clicks. That's the impact to you as a data-driven marketer. The other thing is any tracking pixels that are gonna to try to harvest the IP out of Apple Mail are gonna be blocked now. Now, Wicker Reports, we never did that because two reasons. One, we try to be privacy safe, because I don't wanna be considered a creep, frankly. <laughs> and second, whenever you gotta to try to secretly detect if someone cares about a brand, That's not a high enough data signal. And while we could have snooped that way, it's a better signal if someone's compelled to act on your email and go outbound from their mail to somewhere, some web property you own. That's a higher intention signal and you should focus your marketing actions when you're looking at your data based on high intent. So for some people that are secretly sniffing people through their email, this is bad news. But we're not, so it's not. The second major update for iOS 15 has to do with Safari privacy protections. In particular, they're gonna prevent cross-site tracking. Now, this potentially has a big impact on certain tracking and reporting software. Because here's a common situation. You come to a website, you then click to buy, and you go off to a different URL or you go to a landing page software and then you kick to a different domain as part of a funnel. That's gonna go away, all your funnels are gonna need to be the same domain to track through. However, where this more comes into play is such as with Facebook, where when you leave a website and you go somewhere else, they're just trying to follow you around the web. That's a common strategy with tracking is just to try to follow you everywhere, pull all the data in and do all sorts of things to frankly make money with. Well, that's gonna be a lot harder to do, if not impossible, with Safari. So this is a good thing because who wants to be snoop being tracked all around the web? And this is coming from a attribution CEO. I don't want that. I'm okay with tracking people because they intentionally come to a website and intentionally interact with the brand. But then if they leave, I I shouldn't be able to follow them around. So I I think it's a great idea and it's gonna go into effect um, as of iOS 15. In addition, known third-party trackers are gonna have the IP address hidden from them. That's a good thing. Third-party, in case you don't normally listen to my podcast, I talk about third-party versus first-party quite a bit. Third party is when people are following you off site or harvesting your info and using it for whatever they want. First party is when you are on a website and that particular site is collecting your information to use it just in the interaction with you, the potential customer. And Wicked Reports has been architected around first party data because it's the right thing to do and because it's the most value for our customers and their customers so no impact here for us probably pretty heavy impact for other tracking technologies and other ad platforms that harvest data maybe affiliate trackers there's a lot of tracking you know if you ever load up and see all the cookies and things running on your browser and like what are all these things, a lot of them are third-party trackers that are sniffing you around the, webs- around the web. And Safari's now gonna do its best not to give them info they need to identify you. That's a good thing. Now the biggest and trickiest technical changes are coming with iCloud Plus. If you get an iCloud Plus subscription, which is what Apple's trying to drive you to do, You're gonna be able to do two things. One is called hide my email, and the other is called private relay. First, let's look at hide your email. The concept is whenever you go to a website and you get ready to submit your email, Apple's gonna say, hey, would you like to hide my email? Either that or there's gonna be a way that you can bring up the prompt now it's going to allow you to then submit a different fake email that's going to forward to your actual email well this technology has been around for years and it's in gmail i think for four or five years basically you can make up an email for a given website like we have people that are our customers that log into wicked reports and their email is wicked plus Ralph123 at gmail.com and then it forwards to ralph at gmail.com. It's so that we don't know the actual email. So it does hide the email. However, it still counts as a conversion. You still then can communicate with the person, but then they don't, they can't actually like sell, you know, if they were to sell your email somewhere, it potentially would not work. So this technology um, we have already tested and is, uh, still works fine because it counts as a conversion. Our conversion tracking pulls in the hidden email as it already does for Gmail into our algorithms and databases and tracks just fine. So it'll be interesting to see how adopted this is but is it from a branding perspective for Apple? You know, it's kind of like when they were hyping Siri up as voice. Oh, look at how Siri will do things when I talk to it. And yet Google had voice, <laughs> had voice assistant, uh, you know, a long time before that. And furthermore, it didn't really work that well. So people stopped doing it. So anyway, that's how that one works. The last one is a little more interesting. It's called private relay. And how this works is your IP address is not gonna be given to the website because you're gonna be bounced to a relay server. And this is gonna effectively not allow your IP address to be tagged to you as the user. So this type of technology is interesting. When I first, when I used to be in the code, Jesus, 2013, maybe 2014, I used to know how to do database code. I have no clue now. Uh, I am just enough to be dangerous. But we noticed, you know, sometimes we notice some weird spikes in our early customer's data like, oh my God, this is the most amazing campaign you've ever had. And then we look at the data and dig in because the customer would be like, this doesn't make sense. How do I have 80 sales from this? I only had 50 clicks or something, you know, some extreme data anomaly. And it would turn out that back in the day, AOL and um, there's another ISP, I'm forgetting. Anyway, let's just go with AOL. They would pool the IP. Um, they would reshare it a lot. So basically, in a given day, it could be 30, 40 people from Pennsylvania coming in from AOL, and they'd all have the same IP address somehow. Uh, you know, AOL was doing that. Uh, and There was another ISP that was more popular than them. I'm forgetting now, though. But anyway. We had developed a bunch of logic in to say hey don't make sure you're not reusing the same IP on the same day and inadvertently causing all of these attributed clicks to an IP that's bad. So one example of, you know, when you're doing marketing attribution and tracking, IP addresses are not the gold standard. They're really helpful in very tight time windows. And they're brutal over long time windows. Like it's, it's much tougher. Because every time you reboot, like you have a new IP anyways. So any tracking technology out there should not be too stressed about the fact the IP address is not the real IP. Because you there's still methods to use IP intelligently when appropriate and legal and in a first party way. So I believe what Apple's trying to do here is one, just not give your unique ID away, which is nice. And then two, for the people that are selling IP data, just scraping the web and selling it, well, they're, you know, now their iOS traffic, is gonna be tough to do that. So a lot of this, you know, when I look, when I look at all these individual features of iOS 15, one, it is a validation of the approach of a first party tracking system. Because Apple's not trying to eradicate those because you're tracking for the right reasons. You're just trying to help a brand understand its best lifetime value customers and serve more of the people that are looking for that stuff to begin with and doing it in a way that's not scammy. And also in a way that, you know, you can go to sleep at night. You're not secretly sniffing through people's emails and they don't know about it, you know? I've always I like to sleep at night. I like sleep. Everyone does. Right. And I, I can sleep at night with the fact the methods we're using. But also all of these uh, technologies are going to that Apple's implemented are just going to weed out bad actors. And so that's not a bad thing. Because if you're secretly scraping someone's data and then selling it, and then their life is more annoying because they're getting a bunch of spam emails or phone calls or whatever, no, nobody likes that or wants to experience that. So if these features can help remove that extra spam that's happening, then that's a good thing. And furthermore, these all drive the fact home that having the right data that's been cleaned, that's been verified, that's been properly used is an even bigger edge going into Q4, especially 2022. People that are choosing to uh, analyze and act and on their data using the right intentions and going for the right outcomes with technologies that aren't affected by iOS 14.6 or iOS 15 are gonna have a huge edge over the marketers that don't. So I, I welcome the changes to iOS 15. I hope this has been informative. Any questions, you can leave them in whatever medium or channel you're getting this on. Or you can always email me scott at wickedreports.com and I'm happy to direct you to the iOS resources that we're gonna have on our website. Because we have an iOS resources page for 14.6 when it caused a lot of havoc. And now with iOS 15, we're gonna update that page with the resources, including this particular recording you're looking at. And I would further mention, this highlights a huge need of figuring out cold traffic tracking in a way that is legal and profitable for you, the brand, and also getting your first party data into the ad platforms so that they can intelligently optimize their machine learning based on the best data you have, your best customer data, is gonna be a requirement. It's gonna be table stakes for you to succeed in 2022. So I thank you for listening to this special episode of eCommerce Insights. I talked about Wicked Reports a little more than normal. Lots of times I like to like, not try to make it an infomercial or anything, but this is an important topic and it's important to explain where we're impacted and where we're not. And so that's what I did.